Welcome back, sports fans. It is the Sports NWS podcast where we like to talk about sports. We talk about all types of sports here. So we're gonna go ahead and get started. The three th- or the four things we're gonna be talking about today is the NFC or the whole NFL championship round. What we saw, what we're expecting in the next round, or we're gonna be talking about the championship round. Sorry, we're gonna go over the divisional round and then we're gonna talk about some Olympic rosters. Um, and then we're also going to go through the NHL stats, the NHL standings, and to close off the podcast, we're also going to talk about, um, where we're at with the trade deadline. Obviously, I want to talk about it real quick, but without further ado, we're going to get straight into it. I'm going to talk first before we go into NFL. We're going to save the NFL part for last. Um, so we're going to go into the rosters for the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing, uh, for the Olympics, obviously, we're going to go with uh, teams that we know. So we're going to go first through all the three groups, Group A, Group B, Group C. And we're going to talk about the rosters really quick and what I think of them so far. So first and foremost, Group A is going to consist of China, Canada, Germany, and the U.S. The U.S. And then we're going to have Group B, the Russians, Czech, the Czechies, the Denmark, or Team Denmark, and Team Switzerland. And then in Group C, we're going to have Finland, Latvia, Slovakia, and Sweden. Now, this is a great group. Obviously, um, China, I don't, I'm not sure how good their roster is going to be. But again, it could be good. We never know. We haven't seen it yet. So we'll be uh, watching for some good stuff happening here. But first and foremost, we're going to go into the Team USA's current roster that they have selected. Um, obviously, they their projected roster has been changed so many times that that hasn't been confirmed. But as it stands right now, uh, the 2022 Olympic team is almost guaranteed at this point that things have been announced. Um, Obviously, I'm going to give you the list here in just a second. Obviously, I'm excited, or we're excited to see it. Now, obviously, we can't go ahead. Obviously, NHL players have stayed back. A lot of them have. Um, Some of them are actually going out there now. Now, so what I have heard, too, is that some teams are still experiencing uh, COVID issues. Now, that is going to be a problem. Um, now, if you're not already familiar, in um, in China, the current restrictions are still majored over there. They have a longer pro, uh, protocol for covid um, apparently what I've, from health officials, it's somewhere around five, a five week quarantine period in order to get back in. And that would be tragic for a team. And obviously for any player that tested positive over there, they're likely stuck there until, uh, they can clear customs and everything and get through and get uh, through quarantine. But we're going to quickly go through all your team, your team USA roster now again, there are pro- bleh, there are prospects from the Double IHF uh, roster, and we're gonna go through a few of those really quick. So first and foremost, I want to go talk about it really quick. So Drew Hellison, he was expected to play um, in the uh, in the World Juniors this year. Did not be able, was not able to because of the the cancellation of it due to COVID nineteen. Jake Sanderson, someone we've seen last year that also played for Team USA's development team. In the thing, Maddie Berniers, Kenny Augustino, Sam Hentages, Nathan Smith, Brock Faber, uh, Nick Abruzzi, uh, Brennan Brizen, Stephen Kampfer, um, Brian O'Neill, Brian Cooper, Mark McLaughlin, Sean Farrell, Noah Cates, Drew Camesso, Strassman, Pat Nagel, Nick Shore, 
Ben Myers, Aaron Ness, Andy Meal, and Matt Nice. Now, a lot of these kids, there's a few kids here that were supposed were playing in the um, World Juniors this year, and unfortunately, will have to go. So, uh, or will be going. Obviously, the staff. We don't need to talk about them, but that was Team USA's roster. Now, we're going to also talk about Team Canada's roster. They do have quite a few prospects on there that are really good, looking good. And I'm excited to see what the Team Canada can do, obviously. they got a really good roster here. And um, again, it's very exciting to see what they have. Um, their roster is filled, again, with very great uh, forwards. Few prospects that are already in the NHL that have been let go from their teams and are allowed to attend this event. So it's going to be very exciting. I'm excited to see it, um, what the rosters are looking like. Obviously, I know what they are. We all know that the uh, rosters were just actually released for Team Canada, so this is looking pretty cool. Um, now, obviously, again, there's no uh, there's no update for who's going to be on. Obviously, we know Mason McTavish is there. Um, we also do know we've seen uh, our first overall pick in 2021. Owen Power has also been involved in that roster. Eric Stahl will be there. Um and we got a few old hired guys here, the oldest members. Um, again, got some pretty, uh, pretty cool people in here. Devin Levi will be there um, as well. Um, it's going to be cool. So we have Barbero Demers, uh, Wheel, um, Daniel Winnick, David Desjardins, uh, Levi McBain. There's so many players, Adam Cracknell, Josh Hosang. Uh, Witherspoon, um, Morgan Ellis, John Gilmore, Kent Johnson, another player that was supposed to play in the IIHF thing, so that was kind of cool. So again, their goaltenders are Devin Levi, Evan P- er, or Edward Pascal, and Ma- Matt Tompkins. Um, then our defensemen are Mark Barbero, Jason Demers, Brandon Gormley, Alex Grant, Maxime Norrell, uh, Owen Power, Matt Robinson, Tyler Weatherspoon. Their forwards are Daniel Carr, Adam Cracknell, David Desjardins, Landon Ferrero, son of Ray Ferraro, um, Josh Hosang, Corbin Knight, J- Jack McBain, Mason McTavish, Aaron o- or Eric Odell, Eric Stahl, Ben Street, Adam Tebeleni, and Jordan Wheel, and Daniel Winnick. Now, these guys are all playing in this uh, thing. So obviously it's exciting to see Mason McTavish is one of the best prospects that was drafted in the 2021 draft with uh, the Anaheim Ducks. He did see some action up in the NHL where he was sent uh, back from the Ducks. The Ducks sent him to the OHL where he was traded from his uh, his OHL team, the P- Peterborough Peets, had traded him to the Hamilton Bulldogs in a trade before the trade de- OHL trade deadline. Now, obviously, that's not as important as it is that he is going overseas to play some g- a very uh, great event in Beijing. Obviously, a lot of it was upsetting to hear that the uh, all our NHL players were not a- able to attend due to uh, the NHLPA was not willing to support them to go over obviously a lot of the players that are in the nhl that are known obviously don't have big deals in the nhl so again it's things like this you just have to watch for um and we're going to be going through a little bit more but uh first and foremost that's team canada's roster uh we're not gonna go through all the other team rosters i'm just gonna cover those two um because it's just there's a lot 
still that's not confirmed. We're going to go through uh, some NHL stats and leaders and stuff like that. We're going to go talk about it really quick. And uh, yeah, let's get straight into it. So first and foremost, I want to talk about yesterday. If you weren't already aware of what happened last night, there was a huge hit in the game against the Avalanche and the, or the, Avalanche and the Bruins. That game was a really nasty game when it came to the hits. The hits was really bad. So, um, obviously, if you didn't see, Nathan McKinnon went down in the first period after a nasty hit from Taylor Hall. A really nasty check, in my opinion. I think there should be a hearing for it. Um, again, very unsafe thing. He never returned to the game. He was gushing blood out of his face. Um, just a, a really nasty, uh, nasty game. And it was just a lot of uh, a lot of physicality in the game obviously it's normal but the just again Nathan McKinnon star of the team uh did really get did get hurt really bad in that game and then again the winner to take that game was Kale McCarr to score the game winner in overtime to get the Colorado Avalanche past four to three in the overtime period now Assist leader, we're going to talk about it. Jonathan Huberto is currently sitting in the league, uh, sitting at the top of the league leader in assist this season. Then Leon Dreisaitl's got 59 points so far throughout the season. And then the goal leader right shortly after is uh, Chris Kreider. Now, obviously, Chris Kreider is only up by one goal. Uh, what's his name is on the way to getting... A new thing, Alexander Ovechkin is no farther behind him, so there will be be expected to see some uh, action from that. So, again, Alexander Ovechkin, I think, has 29 goals, if I'm not badly mistaken, this season. I'm going to double-check that to be sure. Alexander Ovechkin uh, has also... No, I don't think he will be heading to the All-Star game just because of the injury he wants to stay from getting injured. Um, there's a lot... That happened over the weekend uh, when it comes to games. Obviously, there's a lot that's happened. There's been a lot of high-scoring games lately. Um, again, a lot of stuff's happened, and uh, we're going to talk about it. But um, the biggest thing in this uh, season that I've seen so far is that there's just been so much... Uh, there's just so much things happening with... Uh, Scoring like goal scores. Alexander Ovechkin right now has got twenty nine goals, uh. So they're, they're just right behind him. And actually, believe it or not, uh, Chris Kreider is got forty three points, and Alexander Ovechkin's one point away from being tying with Leon Drysaddle with fifty eight points, and Leon Drysaddle with nine points. Now, obviously, again, we have a lot that's went down. A lot of players are doing really well the now I want to talk about one player and just put my opinion in here real quick is uh what the NHL was doing and I'd stick up for Nathan McKinnon when he said this and I value that he said this because he made a really good point is that Nazim Kadri did deserve and he is in the thing now Nazim Kadri did get into the uh all-star game but before he was scubbed out or snubbed out of the the voting and Nathan McKinnon made a very valuable point. He has done a lot of work throughout this season, being 30, uh, playing to 38 games, putting up 55 points in 38 games is pretty remarkable. 
uh, averaging almost assist and either a goal or assist per game is pretty big. And again, Nazim Kadri hasn't been the best player in his career when it comes to like playoffs. But then again, this season, he's just looked predominantly well, putting up 55 points in 38 games. I, I can't say that I d- disagree with Nathan McKinnon's uh opinion on this and he was rightly said in this i sure do believe that kadri deserves to be in there if he's got 55 points he's probably one of the best he's on pace to break a uh to break a personal actually i think he's already broke a personal record in his career the most of points that he's ever put up was 61 i think he's gonna break that in 82 games i think he might do that this season um again he's done really really well um Again, he was 26 when he had that season with Toronto in 2016. But this year, I think we're going to see it from him. He's going to break over 60 points, obviously. He's only uh, 8 points away from that. Again, it would be cool to see it. Again, Colorado has a great team, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him do better. Obviously, hopefully he can rake uh, better in the playoffs for them. Now, um, again, there's been... uh, there's been a lot happening. Um, next, we're going to talk about some other things. Like, we're going to talk about the NHL standings at the moment. Um, and bring in my thoughts on what's happened so far. Um, we're going to recap the divisional round here in a minute. But we're going to go through the uh, NHL season standings. And right now, nothing really has changed throughout this season. Now... Obviously, there's been a lot happening in the divisions. Now, I want to talk about it. Washington has fallen down to fourth place in the Metropolitan Division with 23-12 record, 580% regular season percentage. Um, Now, again, this is not normal, but then again, what's normal nowadays? The Pittsburgh Penguins are sitting second. The Rangers are sitting third. Or the Rangers are in first story, and then the Carolina uh, Hurricanes are in third, 29 record this season. So again, we're also going to look in the Western Conference, the Pacific Divisions as well. Vegas is still atop the uh, Pacific Division, just behind them, the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings. Um, now, teams like Edmonton has been on a, a scary downfall, unfortunately. It's been a rough season for them. Uh, they started the season great, then just started losing momentum and being overstacked every single game. So now they're one game below 500 or one game above 500. Their chances of making playoffs are slim, get, getting slimmer every time they lose. Now, obviously, going forward, they need to make a different change, um, and it just starts with their their uh, momentum in the first period. Trying to get a first period goal would be probably the best thing. For them, so first and foremost, we're going to talk about them. So the Pacific Division, Anaheim, uh, Vegas, Anaheim, L.A. Then in your Central, you got Nash or Colorado, Nashville, St. Louis, and then you have in your Metro, you have New York, Pittsburgh, and Carolina. And then in the Atlantic, you have Florida, Tampa, Toronto. Now, obviously, I want to talk about one player, for example, and I know I can't criticize him much because he hasn't played. Every single game this season, he hasn't been there. But I just got to say really quick, I'm not impressed with uh, the Boston Bruins bringing back uh, the goaltender Tuka Rask. I'm not a fan of it. I think that it was a big mistake. Um, again, he's played four games, and in four games, he's a bit shown nothing but uh, disappointment. Now, I say that because he's put four games, two wins, two losses, 
His minutes, he's had 196 minutes, but he's also having a very terrible goals against average at 4.28%, or 4.28, and his save percentage is the lowest of 844. This has been the worst time of his career. I'm pretty sure 884 is his worst in his whole entire career, 15-year career in the NHL. He, the lowest he, actually, it's the lowest he's ever been. Um, now it's obviously important to talk about where he, again, he just came back from hip surgery. I understand that, but at the same time, it's still, again, it's really bad when he's letting in so much goals and again, coming off a really nasty lot or nasty season last year. Uh, again, just not a good year for him. He hasn't had a great season and again, four games isn't a lot for him, but still it's enough to criticize uh, his ethic in the game, obviously. Now, obviously, they sent Jeremy Swayman down. That was kind of a mistake, in my opinion. I think Tuka Rask should be released, in my opinion. Um, but Boston fans were happy to see him back. But I personally don't think Tuka Rask is materialized for this team um, anymore. As the Boston Bruins need to start focusing on Young building up from the back. Uh, Tuka Rask, I think, is a good veteran goaltender. But he isn't going to do good in the big leagues anymore. I think Jeremy Swayman was doing great before he was sent down. And kind of in a way, it was kind of a push in the face. And I don't think it was fair to Swayman to be knocked out of uh, that rotation or that starting goaltender rule just because of uh, the two Karras coming back. Again, just my opinion. I'm not happy about it. But we're not going to go any further with that. Now I want to talk about one more thing in the NHL really quick. Is talk about the trade deadline. Now there's been a lot of kicks forward. There's been a lot of talk between uh, players being traded at the deadline. Now the NHL trade deadline is coming up soon. And that coverage is coming to be. uh, We're going to be talking about that in just a few uh, things. The trade deadline is in March. So just be expected to see it. Um, but again, there's a lot of stuff happening coming up soon. Like there's so many trade talks at the moment and now players being talked in these things. Um, there's a lot of targets. There's so many trade options. And what I've heard recently in trade options is I heard that the Washington Capitals have been seeking around the Chicago Blackhawks talking to try to see if they can get in Marc-Andre Fleury. Obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury would be a good option now. Obviously, players that are in uh, in next for trades is Jacob Churchin from the Arizona, Ben Sherratt from the Montreal Canadiens, John Klimberg has requested a trade, obviously. Uh, Jake DeBrusque also requested a trade just before Christmas. Um, Phil Kessel has also asked that he would like to be out. Um, Dylan Strom is another one. Mark Giordano is being named around Eunice Corpusalo and Riley Smith. Uh, there's been also links to Max Domi, uh, JT Miller. There's been a lot of things circling around. Um, now, obviously, one thing that's been kicking off teams that are interested right now is a lot of teams want to pick up Jacob Churchin. And the one player that's been in it is the Toronto Maple Leafs have been talking. Now, the Toronto Maple Leafs are listing uh, both player Travis Dermott, Justin Hall, available for trades. Now, this is a big thing because, again, these teams are looking to add to their thing. And Jacob Churchin, I think, would fit in this lineup. And, again, he would have a really good effect on this uh, Toronto Maple Leafs roster. Again, it's wait to be seen. 
But will they get it? We don't know. Now, Arizona is looking for a three and a four package, and it seems like trade effect would be a player and a few picks or players and some pick, uh, two picks or whatever. So we're going to hopefully see some nice uh, trade value there. Um, again, there's a lot to talk about, and unfortunately, I'm not going to get into much of it this season or this in this podcast, sorry. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the divisional round in the not the UFC. We're going to talk about it in the NFL divisional round. Now, I want to talk about it very quickly because I want to get into the championship round. My thoughts and what I thought about it. Now, first and foremost, the divisional round, we've seen a lot of hyped up games in this series. The divisional, the Packers went off to lose. Aaron Rodgers lost his touch. And unfortunately, the Packers were eliminated in the divisional round by the San Francisco 49ers in the game-winning field goal, last-minute field goal by Robbie Gold to go ahead and give the 49ers the advantage to go up. Now, the Bengals did do the same thing and ended up in a really good game. Uh, Tie field goal uh, took that game 19-16. It was just a terrible, uh, terrible execution for Ryan Tannehill. Obviously, I have a lot to say, and I will be recapping the uh, player stats after the in it, the uh, Super Bowl. So that's going to be coming up in the future. But um, first and foremost, that was just a game, sloppy game from the offense of the Titans, and just looked awful. The Bengals are looking like a team that could be in the Super Bowl, and I hate saying that because Joe Burrow. I don't, I'm not a fan of Joe Burrow's, but you know what? It's just it is what it is. But we also have some retirements to talk about, and I want to point out one big retirement here, and that is the Ben Roethlisberger, the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did release a video on his Twitter, BenRoethlisberger.com is his username. Um, he did release a video basically stating his career in the NFL. It has officially come to an end. He's hanging up the cleats, cleaning up the locker. And uh, he is calling it quits on his career. At 18 seasons, two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, 64,000 yards, 230 career interceptions. A really great year or career for this young man. And again, really good, uh, good effort from uh, Roethlisberger. So many good moments in Heinz Field and so many good memories to keep on these Steeler fans out there. So... A great moment. I want to take the moment to stay, uh, just to give him the benefit of the doubt. Get if he ever listens to this again. Congratulations on an amazing career, and wish you the best of luck. I can't wait to see what you do on and off the field. Um, it's going to be incredible to watch you. Hopefully, you can join the coaching staff one day. But uh, again, that's a great career for him. That they ended up losing in the wild card round. We already knew that. But then we're going to the divisional round where we see the Rams playing the Bucks. Can the Buccaneers hold on? No, they cannot. The Buccaneers lost by field goal after a game tying fumble from Cam Ackers to go ahead and get the touchdown to get them back into the game. And then the Rams take it down to get a game winning field goal to knock the Bucks at the playoffs. Now Tom Brady is considering retirement. And if, unfortunately, if it does happen, it will be a big blow for the Bucks. But um, another thing is, is uh, Rob Gronkowski is also considering retirement after the loss. Again, divisional. This divisional round was just really insane. Watching all these teams get knocked out like faster than the speed of light. Um, again, the Rams just. They had bigger offense. They were up seventeen nothing in the first uh, after the first half, 
and it was just a lot of offensive uh, consistency from the Rams. Now, the Rams were without uh, tackle Andrew Whitworth, which who will be back in this conference championship in uh, this Sunday. Obviously, the Rams do go up against the 49ers. Now, I want to talk about this really quick as I know I'm a bit, personally, I'm a 49er fan. I love the 49ers. They're a great team. Love them. Debo, Kittle, Eli, everybody, Fred Warner, I love them all. They're great guys. I love them, and I can't wait to watch this game, but I think really at this point, the Rams don't really have a chance in this game. I don't see it happening just because the Rams have both times that they met with the 49ers. The 49ers had been all over them. They were all over them in the last week, actually, before the uh before the wild card game, they were in week 18. They had, uh, they just were all over uh, Matthew Stafford. Pat, like Arden Key was a big factor in that one. Same with uh, Fred Warner and so with Nick Bosa as well. Now, again, that was in week 18. They played in week 18. They're going to conference championship. And the 49ers did blow them out early in the season on a Thursday night football stint. They did beat the Rams by a big number, and the offense has been looking pretty good. I'm going to say Debo Samuel is expecting a big contract extension this offseason, and I sure think he's going to get one. Now, obviously what I think is is that the 49ers are going to come out this game, and I think that it's going to be the 49ers and the Bengals and the uh Bengals in this year's Super Bowl. Now, this I know it's crazy to think, but it will likely happen because the Chiefs are there's the Chiefs are a good team, but I think the Bengals also have this year's uh conference championship and will knock the Chiefs out. Now, the 49ers, I have no doubt in my mind that they will beat the uh the LA Rams in this championship. I have no doubt in my mind that they will. Um Again, it's going to be a really fun game to watch, but the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs' time in the uh, Super Bowl ain't going to happen. No, if I'm wrong, I'll gladly accept it next episode on the podcast, but for now, that's all we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about one more thing, some head coach signings, uh, some news on coaches. Uh, We did see Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the uh, Green Bay Packers, has accepted the job in Denver. He will become the Broncos' new head coach. And we've seen the Bears hiring uh, defensive coordinator coordinator for the Colts, Matt Eberflus. Uh, He will be the new coach of the Bears. Now, this is looking pretty good. Joe Shoney has been uh, has accepted the GM role in uh, New York and says that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley will be uh, still there and he they're going to build around those two players. Now again, I'm not, I don't think uh, that Daniel Jones is going to be a good thing for the uh, Giants in the future. But then again, I could be wrong. Um, uh, personally, in my opinion, I know the cheat like the divisional round, the Chiefs. The one game that we didn't talk about, but we're going to talk about it really quick. I personally did not like this game at all, and I do not like the Chiefs. And personally, I can if I say what I why I don't like them, and I'll, I'll gladly say it with passion. I do not like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a team that really basically consist or take uh, 
the only reason they've been successful, the only reason why they win every single week or they win every single year is because they have three offensive dominant powerhouses in their offense. If they didn't have Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and it was just Mahomes and McCole Hardman and Clyde Edward Hilaire, they would not be the team that they are. I personally think if Tyreek was not there, Travis Kelsey wasn't there, there wouldn't be a Kansas City dominant powerhouse. It just does not work like that. They do not work. The only thing that they rely on are those three players, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. It's not fair. And again, it's it's quite pathetic in my opinion. I'm not a fan of teams that use three powerhouse players to get to where they are. And again, that's a, my opinion. The Chiefs, I do not like them. I can't stand them. And this game was just ridiculous uh, for the Chiefs. They shouldn't have won this game in my opinion. The Bills had them all pinned to rights. They did so much and unfortunately... In my opinion, I don't believe in when it goes to overtime, the home team should not receive possession in the overtime period. It should automatically go to the a visiting team. And that's the reason why the Bills lost this year in this divisional round is because they were uh, denied the first uh, possession of the overtime period. Again, I'm not a fan of the Chiefs, but I'm telling you right now, the Bengals are going to sweep the Chiefs in this series. And I'm glad they're going to watch it this weekend. And I'm excited to see who and watch. Watch the Chiefs get swept down by the Bengals. So if you guys are excited, go ahead and watch it on Sunday, January 30th. It's going to be a really fire game between both the 49ers and the Rams and your Bengals and Chiefs. I'm excited for it. But that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. I hope you guys have a great day. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And God bless.